0: Hey, everybody. How's it going, guys? Uh, Y'all, my name is Miles Wood Boyer. And uh, and if you're just stumbling into this recording, you have found the Photographic Collective Podcast. If you're over on YouTube watching live right now, hey, guys, welcome. Uh, We're excited that you're here as well. I've got a really exciting uh, conversation to have with a good friend of mine today. Uh, We've got David Kovacs here with us. But first... um, let me just uh, just reiterate the purpose of this podcast really quick. I do this at the beginning of every show because I think purpose is such an important thing to focus on. So the purpose of this podcast is really three things. First, we want to empower you to just dig deeper into who you are as an artist, uh, what your value is, where your intentionality lies. Then we want to engage you and encourage you to take that into your client experience, to add more value to the people that you serve and to the industry at large. And then third, we want to engage and encourage and invite you into community alongside other like-minded and positive artists that are leaning in on each other over in the photographic collective. All right. I already hinted at this. Guys, I'm really excited to intro this guy. Uh, David has been a good friend of mine, and uh, and just a, a you know a kind of somebody that I have leaned on over the course of the last year. Um, but he also is this brilliant and wildly successful wedding photographer that has gone through a really cool transition over the course of the last year, going from uh, working in another job at, while also shooting full-time into being a full-time photographer. And so we're going to have these conversations today, but first things first, I just want to say welcome to you. So David, welcome and thanks for being here, buddy.
1: Miles, thank you so much, man. It's it's my honor. I've listened to all the podcasts and like you mentioned at the beginning, you know, um, we're friends and we actually met through Instagram, which is the cool thing. And, uh, you know, people, I, I always tell people they bash on Instagram for algorithms and all that nonsense. And I, I always choose to look at the good in it and bringing people together. And this, this for me has been one of the goods of the past year and a half where we ultimately met on there. And then we also got to shoot together where I got to uh, second shoot for you at a wedding in New Jersey. And that was awesome. So, um, it's been amazing. And thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it.
0: Dude, heck yeah! I you're you're so spot on. So let's 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 get there first because honestly, you just said something that I think kind of sits right into the heart of this whole podcast and in, in general, right? Which is um, this idea of of living intentionally with with your social media and the way that you work with that. So so I, I want to know more about who you are as an artist, where you're based. Um, you know, you're, I know you work alongside your wife, like. Give us, give us sort of the high level on, on Dave and Ange and, and, uh, and all that you guys are up to right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're, um, together with my wife, we're Dave and Ange photo. We're based in Michigan, um, Southeast Michigan, not too far from Detroit. Um, you know, Midwest shooters, like so many, we, um, so many talented wedding photographers in this area. We've been doing it. Actually, we've been shooting like full time along with another, with my corporate job for the past really three years. It's only been about three years. Uh, and even the good part of that first year was just like second shooting with people second shooting with other talent in the area and kind of learning and getting used to it and so on um, so this past year has been our our busiest year um next year is actually looking to be even busier for us than this year was and, and we all know that we see that we see that little uh, uh the little wordage on instagram how there'll be you know x amount of weddings next year and couples looking and brides and so on and uh we're Thankfully, we're going to be a part of that. But uh, together, we shoot weddings. Uh, we don't only really limit it to weddings, obviously. You know, portrait shoots or engagement shoots, family shoots. But but our focus is weddings. We love it. Um, you know, and it's not just photography for us. It's actually friendships for us. Like I would say, most of the brides that we've shot this past year, we still keep in touch with. Obviously, texting and calling and and just shooting random stuff. But really, just as friends. Um, we also have my wife and I, we have four beautiful kiddos, uh, two boys, two girls. Um, all their names start with E. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. We just we just did that. We love it. Um, and they're a huge part of what we do. They're why we do what we do. They really are. I mean, you, you know this, too, with your boys and so on. Um, they, they're why we we do what we do. And they're ultimately a huge part of why we made the transition to um, to doing this full time. They're, they're a huge part of that. They're not the only part, but they're a, an enormous part of that.
0: Dude, I can't wait to dig in deeper into that. And so we're gonna we're gonna clickbait everybody on that because if you're in here right now, the entire uh, the entire kind of concept of this particular episode is us talking about David's transition uh, in going from you know um, you know working a second job and actually initially being a photographer, sort of being his side hustle, right, to him yeah. now having gone having gone full time. But before we get there. The thing that struck me about you early on and uh, and this was us us conversating you know via instagram and then chatting over on clubhouse and getting to yeah. know each other I, you know obviously i know you mentioned uh coming up to new jersey to shoot alongside me and our video team with brandon and justin yeah. the thing that has struck me has been your ability to be uh, just personal and authentic just really intentional where where does that come from for you that's that's something a lot of people struggle with so where where is that self-confidence based
1: oh wow um so i i I think about it it takes such a little it's actually tragic how little encouragement it takes someone uh it takes to give someone to bring something amazing out of them Um, so with friends with family with brides you just met with grooms you just met. Um, I often see people are a little bit reserved at first, and I've always made it my goal to bring out something better in them. I've always made it my goal to to bring out a better version of themselves. At a minimum, when I'm around, or in that time frame that I'm the, the eight to ten to twelve hours that we shoot the wedding, um, where both confidence come from, I don't, I, I, I don't even, I can't put my finger on it. I just. Um, I'm not too worried uh, about um, quote unquote being perfect in front of people. I'm not too worried about having the right answer in every situation. I'm not worried about giving the, um, the perfect response in every scenario. I'm just not, I'm not, I don't concern myself with that. I I do concern myself though, with being honest, with, with speaking from the heart, with speaking truth. Um, and that may not sit perfect in every situation you might say well well, you got to bite your tongue in some situation and maybe you do maybe you do but i found that uh speaking from the heart speaking honestly has actually brought a a world of blessing into our lives um from friendships to more photography to more weddings and, and so on so um i just i'm trying to put myself in the person's shoes that i'm talking with and just just bring the best out of them um so I, I don't know where the confidence comes from. I mean, I guess it's a combination of, hey, you have nothing to lose. I mean, what are you, what are you gonna lose if you really put yourself out there and you just kind of expose yourself a little bit? You, you lose nothing and you, you have the potential of really um, gaining everything. You, you can gain so much from that. And, and I'm kind of living testament that I have.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's powerful. I, I, I think if I could reiterate what you just said in a really simple way, it's that it takes a lot more energy to be fake than it does to be real. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I think it, a lot of people so just, they just invest so much energy and a time, you know, trying to engineer a version of themselves that they're secure in. Yeah. And, and all yeah. that time being spent is just time wasted because eventually people will see through that crap. Right.
1: I, I would, I would argue most of the time people do see through it and they, they see through it fairly quickly. Yeah, um, it doesn't take a lot. And, and actually, then then word of mouth spreads. So then you shoot a wedding, you're fake with them for 10 hours or eight hours or whatever. Um, they, they know that people are smart, people are savvy. Um, people can read. I, I've had conversation with brides in the last few weeks where they're like, Oh, yeah, my bridesmaids knew within, you know, eight minutes of being in so and so wedding with so and so photographer that they, that what that person wouldn't jive with our group. Um, and and I'm, I'm seeing that more and more people care about the experience. They do, um, and this is one thing that you're focusing a lot on, and the group's focusing a lot on, and I've just been focusing on for the past really hardcore, more like year and a half, two years. That's been our our main focus as as a duo shooting weddings.
0: Man, I, I love that. I, I think there's there's some real value in saying that uh, you know, the, if you're so focused on the product as a as a photographer, if you're so pro- focused on the product, you're probably missing what people are paying the majority of the money for. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're paying you to, to be present on the most valuable days in their lives. And so that whether you're a portrait photographer and and you're, and you're shooting seniors, uh, or you're shooting weddings or you're shooting bat mitzvahs, I don't care if, if you're being hired, if you're being paid to be a photographer, the product is an actual byproduct of the service, right? They have to, they have to love you first. And, uh, and David, I, I think you just model that in such a beautiful way. Um, and I've seen it firsthand. I mean, I, I know we've mentioned now I had this really cool opportunity to bring you up to New Jersey to shoot uh, this great wedding on the beach uh, with with me and the other guys. Yeah, and man, you I don't even know if, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't even know if you knew the name of the bride and groom before you showed up that day.
1: I mean, I, I think you sent me like, hey, on Instagram, hey, this is the couple. and i I, I remembered he was john and and obviously, we knew then i knew them that she was liz and so on but i certainly didn't have a relationship with them i can't say i, I texted with them or, or spoke to them before um so i was at, at the beginning vibing off the energy that that not only that group had but that you and justin and brandon had um, and yeah man i think the day went really really well i got to hang out with the guys a good chunk of the of, of the morning um, and it was just like, man, I, I was really encouraged. Cause I was, I texted my wife at some point. I was like, yeah, man, this guy, I was talking about you. I was like, he, he's what he he practices, what he preaches. It's not, he's, he doesn't rush in there and, and start laying all the details and start obsessing over time. He doesn't do that. Um, the first thing we did, and, and you remember we walked in and we connected with the group. We didn't walk in snapping. We didn't walk in. And that's been all, that's always been my approach. And, um, and I appreciate that you saw that because it, it meant a lot because that means that you saw the authenticity with it. That means I'm doing at a minimum I'm doing that right. <laughs> yeah, well, you, <laughs> which, you, which you sure certainly will,
0: did. I mean, but your photos sure your photos from that yours, wedding, yours, you know? your photos from that wedding are absolutely gorgeous. But but more than that, to your to your point, I mean, um, you know, anybody that has been to one of my workshops or has listened to this podcast very often, you you hear me say often, you have to walk in as a human. You can't walk in as a camera or a walking tripod um, as a technician. That's that that is not that's not the appropriate way to, to serve and solve problems, and uh, and so yeah, we we got to walk into that situation um, just as a couple of friends, and yeah. uh, and friends that were getting to know each other just the same way that we were getting to know our couples that day, and and uh, and so yeah. no cameras in our hands, just walk in and hug people and uh, yes. and, and and you know give them an opportunity to see that. Without a camera in your hand, you're you're really just another person that is blessed to be a part of their day. But right. okay, here's here's where I want to go with this then, because this segues us really perfectly. What I what I notice about um, photographers that are really trying to make this jump into full time mm-hmm. is often they don't solve for the problem that you just touched on, which is this idea of second shooting. You learned. Now I, I understand you've done the majority of your of your brand growth as an individual along alongside your wife, but you yeah. learned what this industry looks like um yep. by by shadowing some some people and really by leaning into relationships with some big people. Um yep. so you know, you feel free, whether whether you name drop or not, but tell us a little bit about what that what that process looked like for you as a second yeah. shooter.
1: Absolutely, that that's huge. So so people often say, "Well, how do you get into this? How do you get into wedding photography, and specifically wedding photography as your main gig?" And that is one thing that I'd say at the beginning is to shadow, to follow along, to second shoot. And there's so many ways to do it. We're not going to talk about the methods. There's Facebook groups. There's this. That that's a different conversation. But and then observe what they're doing well and what works, and observe maybe where. It falls a little bit flat. And, and that's not being critical, that's being honest, because you know, we all fall flat at times, right? Um, and then take that back and 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 kind of mold it, twist it, bend it in your own way and do your own version of what works. And after you do that for a few weddings, even as a second, even as you do that as a second, that that time when you make the leap to you know your first official wedding or whatever you're going to have that rhythm down and you're going to realize, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm a second or a first, this is the approach. It's the human approach. Um, So I've been able to to work with um, a photography, a a wedding photography company here in Metro Detroit. Um, That's waning off big time, especially into the coming wedding season, where that's basically almost going to be almost non-existent. Um, And it's like 99.9% of our weddings are, are with us with Dave and Ange. And it's been but however I'm super great um, grateful because it's been through that that we that I've learned the approach the style because because you know like ethnic weddings like let's say you talked to, to Charmi a few weeks ago um, the Indian weddings right they have a certain approach and timeline that are totally different than, than Jennifer and Michael's wedding coming up you know there's just a, a different vibe but you got to learn what are most of your weddings going to be. You're probably going to shoot a certain type of wedding, right? If I'm based in the Midwest, right? So learn that master that, um, understand that there's first looks and then there's not, there's certain timelines. Do you need 30 minutes for something or 15, um, figure that out and figure it out as a second shooter. And then, you know, it doesn't take a year. It doesn't take a whole season of doing that, but figure it out as best you can early. And then implement it in your own way, and kind of shift it how you how you think it should be.
0: Oh man, I love that. Here's here's what I would add to that as well. I'll say one of the things I think that you did that was uh, potentially the most brilliant, whether it was intentional or not, was that mm. by partnering with another photography company, yeah, you, you know, in this sort of interesting role. I know you were you were sort of like hugging this line between associate and assistant, and and yep. but. But by doing that, you really fast-tracked yourself. And it's something that I I think I get this question a lot from people. They're like, you know, hey, I I want this. I know that I want to be a wedding photographer, but I don't have the next five years of my life to invest with one foot in and one foot out. So how do you fast-track it? Well, you did it. You gave yourself what was probably easily five to six years worth of experience in just a couple of years by having that magic word of humility where you, you, you said you were able to say to your clients and you were able to say to, you know, the people that ran the company, this is my artistry. This is my vision. This is my talent, but it's not my value. Not quite yet.
1: Right. Right. And, and uh, you know, so you, you know how that the value, you know, how all that came about too. That was through a simple styled shoot. I went to a styled shoot. I don't oppose style shoots. I know some people are bag on them and so I'm, I'm kind of in between. I, I tend to like them more. And here's what came from that styled shoot. I I made relationships that I didn't even know existed on planet earth, right? They got to see me at work. One of the models there, I didn't know who she was. I, I just met her five seconds ago. She ended up, she's ends up being one of the main models that is used by so many photographers here in Detroit. I didn't know that until after the fact. I shared her on Instagram, this and that. Well, fast forward a few years, this past summer I shot her wedding and and why go. though because she remembered me and I, I said wow thank you so much for reaching out and can i ask you know wh- what are your like what are your thoughts like why are you reaching out what tell me what 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 you remember what stands out and she said it was the human element of it the, the personal side. she didn't say one thing about photos nothing she mentioned nothing obviously she, you have to like the photos at a minimum obviously but she didn't mention that and i shot her wedding it was amazing it was beautiful um, she knew how to pose cause that's kind of what she does, you know, yeah. but that's what came from it. And that was years ago. So you never know, like just be a human being, be nice, be kind, be personal, but be real. Um, and you don't know what comes from it, man.
0: Man, what a powerful thing for people to hear. I, I, uh, I hope that anybody that listens to this episode can slow down and soak that up because the, the truth of the matter, the reality here is that every, every opportunity to get to know somebody is a growth or a loss in your brand value, every single mm-hmm. opportunity. And, and that doesn't just count for vendors or first level interactions for potential clients or you know even people in the demographic that you're shooting. I'm talking right. when you have an opportunity to be kind to your waitress and you take yeah. it, you have no idea whether yeah. or not her cousin just got engaged or her right. niece is a senior, you just don't know right and right. so well, you, just loving on people right i mean is that yeah. that's sort of what it comes down to for you
1: that's 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 the basis of everything um treating everyone better showing grace giving them what they need not what they deserve right um that's that's such a huge i mean i remember the dinner that we had in jersey when we were at the venue we went to the venue we had dinner there there was a wedding going on there we kind of peeked in because we said oh it might the wedding be here and we were just checking it out as as you know viewers if you will And I remember how you and and Brandon and and how you guys were very engaging with the the service staff there, right? People who were bringing us our food and drinks. Like those are like, you might think, most people might think, but that's that's nothing, that's service. That's just, no, that's everything. That's everything. They might ask like, well, who are you guys? And you say, oh, I'm Miles Wood Boyer. I do photography and and it leads to some, you never know, man. Just, but don't be fake, just be real love on people. You might see that person again, you might not. Which actually makes it even more important to be nice you know yeah
0: you don't know yeah day that's day. that's the key love on that. them
1: yeah
0: yeah love you, you on may them, be the only person hard. you may be the only person that day that bothered to say anything kind to them so so find the yeah. opportunity to okay so this segues us perfectly though man because we have clearly established that you know your your values really um, inform who you are as an artist but what we haven't talked about yet is the actual art and, uh, and this is something that, um, you know, I love to get to on every interview and typically I wait until near the end, but, uh, we've already kind of talked about where we're headed. So I'm going to segue into this. I want to know then what does the, the photography mean to you uh, as an artist, not, not what you're serving or how you're creating for other people, but why have you decided to devote your life to this moment of capture for someone else?
1: Yeah, so I, I think back to when we started in, into photography, like just picking up a camera. And really the, the, the first one camera that actually mattered was the one I keep on my desk. And that's the Fujifilm X100T that was given to, to me by our, our mutual friend Brian Lanier. Um, and that's when we really got into capturing the lives of our children growing up, our four children. And at the time it was one kid and then obviously more came. Um, it's things like that because now we look back, they pop up on our phone. It's that, that kind of drives me that, that is a wedding day. I think we've been married going on 15 years now. It'll be 15 years in March. Um, and I, when I look back on that, those wedding pictures, man, that, that seems like an eternity ago. That seems like an eternity ago, but these couples will do that in, in, in 12, 13, 15 years, they'll do that. Um, and that's really meaningful because that, what those pictures speak of is a commitment. It's uh, uh, to each other, to family, to growth. That's what it does. And uh, that's huge. Um, and for us, that's like the biggest thing. I mean, um, you know, Ange, on, on the more female side, the more the female approach, um, that's huge. That's Those are very meaningful, sensitive, uh, intimate moments in, in the life of a couple, a life of a family. Uh, so that's huge. Um, so that's kind of what drives us. But also just knowing that things change really quickly, man. I've had times where people message me after the wedding and they'd be like, oh, you remember uh, um, Uncle Ted or Uncle Gary or whoever? Yeah, well, he passed away. Um, he passed away a month after two months after. I really appreciate those, those pictures you got of me and him on the dance floor. It means so much. Blah, blah, blah. Those, that's real. Uh, that's not fake. That's totally real. Um, so it's things like that that drive us. And then on the selfish side, on the selfish side, like thinking, like creatively approaching the day. That's like the biggest thing for us. Like, um, one of the biggest things is like, I go into a wedding. What can I, what might I be able to do a little bit better, a little bit different and certainly unique to this couple, unique to the bride, unique to the groom. Cause they're not all the same. The weddings are not all the same. So what can I do? Um, unique for this couple. Um, and that's challenging creatively, man. I actually, we sit down the day before and we like leading up to the wedding and we think, okay, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna try? You said it best in a, in a podcast where you said, you gotta give yourself that creative freedom. You have to, with every every shoot, you have to, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes or 45 seconds, but give yourself that creative freedom to do something new. Um, so selfishly, that's one thing that drives us too. Um, and it leads to good things for the for the bride and groom and for everyone involved.
0: Man, that's, that's, that's cool. I, I know in the last episode, um, I, sorry, at, at this point, two episodes ago, I spoke with, uh, with Jason Vincent and he said something really similar, right? Where he said there's, right. there's basically no value, no lasting value in just, uh, in just creating cookie cutter moments for people. And so as an artist, your job is to sort of like recreate and recreate and recreate that way. You're more present. And I, and he didn't articulate it quite that way, but that was the way I heard it. Was, mm-hmm. you know, if you already have an end result in mind all the time, it probably pulls you mm-hmm. away from being present in that moment. But if you have a goal in mind, just an idea that is something more yeah. unique than you've done in the past, then it almost yeah. plugs you in. You have to be more present. Okay, so your yeah. your work is... Um, is is really interesting to me because you have one you on on one hand you have a really easily recognizable color palette to your work Mm, and then on the other end you you sort of marry this look that is both editorial and documentary at the same time and so i want to chat about your process just briefly um talk to me about color really quick what is what does color mean to you and how deep do you get into that
1: oh man we've had that talk about color where you've You've opened my eyes to a few things as it relates to color, uh, especially black and white. Um, if, so let's talk black and white and color. Like I, I personally like color more. I know there's, you know, it's easy. And I did this before on Instagram too, where it's easy to throw up, hey, what do you prefer? Color or black and white? I get that. I get Because you like to see what people think and how people feel. Um, you know, I, to say I like color that's truer to life, yes, I tend to lean in that direction. But I, I do have a certain color palette that, that I approach our work with. Um, And it's just something that that hits with me, you know, right. So so people tend to run away from greens Oh, everyone, you know, you see all the memes with greens. I don't hate greens. I maybe hated them at the beginning. But um, I would say our our approach is, like you said, a little bit documentary mixed with like an editorial, but with a bit of um, honesty to life with, with obviously there's maybe a little bit of a warmth to it. Um, a warm hue to it. Um, and, and it means everything. I mean, we, the last three brides that have contacted us, contacted us for weddings, which that we've actually gone forward with all three of them mentioned the look and the color. And they mentioned that when they search up a certain hashtag and they see it on there, they know, and they're always brought back to Dave and Ang photo on Instagram. So that means something that there is some consistency there. Now I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer that every photo on the feed has to look exactly the same same color palette actually that's what drew me to you um because you had some of these really punchy images heavy black images right where it's like maybe they're walking through a waterfall and you're like Wait, what am i looking at like this is insane but but then the next one was a really nice airy kind of like bright and airy. and i, I just i i, I want to gravitate towards not one style i'm okay with one color palette but certainly not every image looking the same. And so so that that warmth, that color is, is huge to us. And you know, me and Ange go, go back and forth all the time and we go, we see you you get it in imposter syndrome. Well, everyone's going bright and airy and they're buying me these amazing film cameras. So do we change our style? And it's it's a conversation we've had a lot less lately, because we're like, no, we, you you have to shoot who you are and what's kind of kind of what's worked for you and what's working well for you. Um, so that's that's kind of our approach on on color and, and maybe maybe editing or presets or whatever you want to call it. But um, you've got to like it first. I will say that you've got to like it first. If you're shooting for the masses and you're hating it, you're going to become bitter in this role, and that's that that benefits no one. That benefits oh, n- no one at all.
0: Oof, there it is, you guys. Like, uh, soak soak that up for just a second, because that there's there's something super. Bold and powerful to just say it this this blunt. Now, if you haven't clicked over and seen David Angela's work yet, I uh, there's obviously going to be notes in the show notes as well as links everywhere for you to see that. But click over because I would I would be bold enough to say I think the only photographer, um, ironically, that that has a sort of similar look in their color vibe is uh, is Mister Color himself, as Igor Demba. Um, wow. Igor has this sort of green hue to his work that is uh, world renowned him, him being one of the top Harper's Bazaar photographers in the world. And I think that Dave has done this, this beautiful dance, uh, in, in allowing skin tones to feel true and authentic, but also, um, really pulling himself off of the page and, and this hints in the reason I brought that up is because this is exactly where we're going with this conversation. You guys, so many people are struggling right now with this context of like, when do I go full-time or how do I go full-time or what yeah. is the process through which I go from making this a hobby to making it a profession? And, uh, and I'm gonna back out really quick. I'm gonna give you guys the steps before we actually ask him this question that Dave just told us he took. First things first, he educated himself. He surrounded himself with a community of people that were investing in him and giving him a portfolio, but also the confidence to do this job. And then he invested in the gear and the time to figure out how to stand out. Instead of how to blend in, instead of how to make his work look more and more like the people around him, he invested the time and energy into allowing his work to pop off. And then last thing that he just said, that's probably the most important part here is he found a way to like his own work. He just found a way to like his own art, to value himself. And, and that's the thing that we don't talk about enough. Don't you think David, it's funny, we, we, we are perpetually telling people to raise their prices, charge more, you know, like penalize people for hiring you as quickly as you can. Punish yep. them for hiring you, take <laughs> every cent that they have, and then in IPS, take every cent out of their kids' college funds. But what we never slow down enough to say is, well, would you pay for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, and, uh, I, I've never uh, heard and I that get that impression for that you.
0: Asked.
1: Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that asked like just directly like that through a podcast. You know, m- maybe certain podcasts have asked it. I certainly don't hear it talked about um, on Instagram a lot. Um, and I'm sorry to bring up Instagram cause it's not the only one actually as of late. And, and this is not like a plug, but the photographic collective, that's, that's where it's at. So if you're that not on there yet, that, yeah. I, and I'll plug it because I'm part of it and I believe it. And if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's what it's about. Like communities like that, where they encourage, where, you know, you, you've seen it. People put their work out there and go, Hey guys, what do you think of this? Um, and then people just give honest feedback and, and critique and so on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. I,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the sheer fact of the matter is before you could even make a plan right before you could, you could ever have, or at least maybe before you should ever make a plan on yeah. how to uh, how to provide for your family with this, you've got to understand the value of what your work is, right? Yeah. You, you can't, you can't reverse engineer a life until you understand the value of, of the product that you're, that you're, that, that you know, delivering. So, so, okay. So you, uh, we've, we've plugged it hard enough because over the course of the last year now, you've gone from a very successful, very lucrative job in a really fascinating. I mean, come on, I, I, you can plug that. Okay. You can tell us all about that. Sure, but sure, dude, sure. You're a brilliant guy. So what were you doing?
1: So I, I was primarily, so I'm in the Midwest, I'm in the Detroit area uh, for the past, 14 years, I was primarily in the automotive industry and corporate level jobs, um, product marketing, product management, really cool companies. I, I one of those that a lot of people know is like Pioneer, like the DJ company with the, with the DJ headphones and so on. We see them at every wedding. Um, but I was on the automotive side. So that was one, for example, and a lot of big automotive suppliers. Uh, fast forward through the, the coronavirus time frame. Actually, my job changed. I changed companies and switched, pivoted to the robotics industry. Similar role, uh, account management, product management style role. Um, again, robotics, it's the future, um, all this and that. And it was great. It was great. It provided for our family. I got to work from home. Um, you know, things changed. Things changed quickly. And, um, you know, out of respect for com- the companies and, and people there, you know, I won't, I won't trash. I won't do that at all. But things got to a point where you had to ask yourself, do I believe in doing this every single day? Do I believe in waking up for this every day? and then and then saying well you know you can draw a hard line and say well that's work time this is family time you you know how it is man that's not how it works that's not very few jobs are like that very few you can work at any job you know even whether it's in the service industry retail restaurants you, you know that it still eats at you good and bad um, and it got to a point where there were enough there was enough of the sunday night dreads where it got to the point where i was like all right, we, we got to start fast forwarding this plan of us doing photography. I think we're going to fast forward things just a bit by like six to ten months, um, because it was something we had to do, um, It's something that was not it was it wasn't benefiting our family anymore. And jokingly, I said to Ashley, "Babe, I think I think this whole job thing is actually getting in the way of editing." You know, I said it in, in jest, like as a joke, um, and I didn't take that we we had both things going at the same time lightly. But if we were being honest, it was. It actually was. I was taking, like, calls for, like, photography. you know, Honestly, and, and that's not right either because then you're not honoring what you should be doing, right? So long story short, it, you know, you go on a Monday, and by 9.30, I, I was I was home. I, I, I came home and said, hey, I'm, I'm cutting the grass. And I said, hey, I'm going to Costco. And, and we, we said, you know, we're doing this. This is happening because we talked about it. We planned for it. We did it very intentionally. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, and then that same week, that was on a monday that same week on friday we flew out to tampa um, to shoot one of the bigger weddings we've had to date um, within our within our our business and we flew out together it was a, a wedding but also a, a mini vacation for us and it was incredible and ever since then things have just kind of rolled now that's like the condensed version because you don't see the and you know how it is you don't see the behind the scenes stuff you don't see the hey is, is the budget going to work what are we going to do for insurance that's a huge thing right these are the things no one talks about. Like like the insurance situation now in the country is pretty like disastrous. It's expensive for everyone, even if you're at a company. So no one talks about this. So like, what do we do? Well, we had to figure that out. And, and we kind of work and we're still working through stuff. We don't have it figured out. That's, that's crazy because I don't think we ever will. I don't think we ever will. But you know what? If you don't start today, in five years, you're just going to be five years older. And you might say, "Oh, I'll be five years wiser." You might be, but you're also going to be five years older. <laughs> and and I'm telling you that that matters too. We're human beings. We're not machines. Um, and and I would encourage people to really give that some thought. That aspect. Again, we didn't fast forward through things. We we really thought methodically. Um, we prayed a lot about it. We we took advice where when it was you know when it was needed. And, and we kind of worked through it. It was not a two-week thing. It was, um, I would say, years in the making.
0: Yeah, I, would, I, I, I can remember a conversation you and I had, uh, a text thread that you and I had, gosh, this feels like forever ago, um, mm. where you were kind of right on the cusp there. And I was encouraging you to, to do it, to say like, okay, yeah. let's go. Like if, yeah. if you're there, if you have the demand for your work to where you can call this your full-time job, then, uh, then maybe you're ready. But I I remember asking you this question, and, and I've asked this to a number of other photographers. Is it going to ruin your joy in it? Mm. Like, is 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 waking up every morning and realizing that now you aren't a uh, you know a product a project manager or you're not in robotics, or you don't work for, it doesn't matter, right? You don't work for Starbucks, yeah, whatever but, it is. Yep, yeah, and exactly, then, exactly. And then on the weekend, your outlet is creating and capturing and playing and serving and laughing and having fun because yeah. that's enough for a lot of people. And that's a really powerful perspective I think people don't hear enough of is to say like, guys, this actually is one of those industries where you can be bivocational and still be very successful. And so yes. what is it for you then that was the deciding factor? Why why did you need this to be who you are as a professional?
1: Yeah. So I, I saw that all that energy, all that effort that I was investing at a company, all the time, the meetings that actually didn't matter because your input wasn't asked and you didn't speak once. Think about that, people who sit on Zoom call meetings and Microsoft Teams. And with all due respect, think it through. You're wasting an hour, two hours of your life. What are you? What are you contributing? But that that meaning, I, di- I didn't, I, I didn't feel like it was actually um, what I was doing, what I was working for, and being paid to do was bringing value that I I thought I could actually bring, like the, the maximum amount of value. And in any role, even if you're the leader of the company, the amount you're actually limited if you're if you're not the man, right? If you're not the person and it's not fully your thing. You're limited. There's only so much impact that you can have. But you know this as well as I when when it's your thing and your name's on it, guess what? You're you're probably a part of every process. Your marketing, your your accounting, you're the CEO, you're all that. So you can you can have your fingers in everything and it can have your footprint, your thumbprint on everything. The and I you're right. On the weekends when I would shoot the weddings, I came home so uh, you know, a little bit physically tired but but filled, man, filled with joy and memories and energy. And I thought, dude, this would be great to like, have this like Monday through Friday as well in the form of editing family shoots, you know, bridal shoots, whatever it is. Um, this would be, could this, could this really happen? And then you go on YouTube and you, you YouTube photographers who have done it. And then you creep on Instagram, all the, f- and if you like, well, if they can do it, I mean, I, I think I could do it. And then you start believing in it. And then, like you said, if the work is coming in, then suddenly you're doing the math and you're like, well, wait a sec. <laughs> I said no to this wedding because I have to go to Chicago for a business trip. I'll make more at the wedding. Like I, and then we'll figure the rest out later. Like it was enough of that one thing after another and, and mainly the joy thing. That was the, big, the biggest thing for me to go. Yeah. This is this is the time right now, and then I'll be honest. I love my mornings. <laughs> I love my mornings home with Ange. We can drink coffee together. I can take the kids to school. We can have that time that window. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot for me, for her, and for our family. That that's huge. And you might say, did this guy quit his job for uh, his morning coffee? Um, no, but it's an element of it. It's
0: yeah. Part of it. Well, and and honestly, <laughs> I mean, the the fact of the matter is that um, you can't you can say yes though. Like you actually can yeah. say, you know, no, I, I, I quit my job so that I could live. Yeah. Right. But I did yeah. it again. So if if you're listening to this, we're not telling you like, hey, call your boss and say I'm out. But no. we're saying that there's there's a process here. And it's and it's actually a much simpler process than I think people typically give it credit for. There's there's right. uh, often for people, there's a a a number, right? We have to we have to sure. find that number. Um, I think frequently, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's because you went through this or have recently gone through this. I think frequently people look at the wrong number though. They look at replacing their current income with this job and, uh, and that's the wrong number. And here's the reason why. You're, if all you're trying to do is just replace what you're making now with this new job, well, then you are, are putting this ridiculous ceiling above how big you're hoping to get and how successful you're hoping to get. So that's not the number. The number is yeah. where do you want to get? Mm-hmm. Where is it that your job is limiting you? What is it that is interfering with your goals financially? And yeah. then how do you get there? And I, I've had this conversation with a number of friends before that have talked about the benefits thing, like like you just talked about, right? The, the, yeah. the health yeah. insurance thing. And uh, I remember um, having a a clear conversation with a good friend of mine who was about to go full-time. And I said, hey, how much is that going to cost throughout the course of a Mm. year? And they said something. I can't remember what it was. It was $25,000, right? And I said, okay, fantastic. So then how can you make $35,000? How can you profit on your insurance? And they sat back in their chair and they said, whoa, what? 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 And I said, you? Given, given the time, <laughs> given the opportunity, given all this new free time to serve and solve problems for people, how can you profit on the money that you were paying for another company to provide insurance for you? How right. can you replace that insurance and then make money on it? Right. Right. And and that's such a powerful. It it leads us into these conversations about gear and all of that. And that's that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Okay, so you, you go off on your own. You now have uh, no safety net, right? None, you have none. You're you're paying for your own insurance, you're paying your own yes. retirement, you're feeding yes. your kids out of out of the uh the checks that come in from your photography. Um how do you Well that's
1: that's actually that's actually where we skimped. We they eat less. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm no, kidding that's that. that's brilliant actually. And
0: then they grow slower so that you have them very there longer.
1: There's uh you gotta make trade offs. I'm kidding, they're perfectly <laughs> healthy and they're amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're not going to have people knocking at your door. Uh, how, did, how did you plan for the gear? Because I think that's, I think mm. that's something that a lot of people are stressed about as well. You know, you look at the, the, you look at the cost, the general cost of what it's going to look like to feel like a full-time pro these days. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's important that you have the right gear set. So how did you guys plan for that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So it's, it's funny because just yesterday on our drive home from, from uh, Florida, uh, we were on, you know, looking for deals because we needed to add to our gear. So we we did buy a, a camera body. I'm on, on the drive home, and we said, "Well, you know, you how do you justify it, right? Well, well, we got this coming in on X date. We we did it. Like that's the we you you do the math. It's not like this endless pool. And that's the thing about the getting paid every two weeks or monthly, how most jobs do. It's like the golden handcuffs, man. It's like you just you get numb." Where it's you're not you're on autopilot. With all due respect to most people, they're on autopilot, and I was I'm I'm speaking from experience, right? Um, so thankfully, leading up to this, we had most of the gear in place. We had most of the gear. Um, now, the goal, obviously, one of the goals that I have for this coming year for 2022, again, have some goals, people. It it, it motivates you. Write them down if you have to. Is to get one of those the medium format Fuji films, right? Because Stop. It is time. It's time. And, and, and I'm telling you, uh, Miles was nice enough to, um, to give me two of them, to, to lend me two of them to shoot when I was in Jersey. Honestly, game changer. It's a game changer. So, so I agree with like what you say and, and also a bunch of our friends say. It's not the gear that makes it, but I'm going to tell you it helps. I'm going to tell you it helps if you have the right eye and the right you know approach to the moment. The gear helps a lot because I can't get that with an iPhone um so thankfully to answer your question we had a lot of the gear in place but now we going into 2022 because we have a wedding on january 1st 2022 right right like, just to start the year right mm-hmm. there are certain things we needed and we're, we're filling that in it's basically filled in. so so you know there was a, a deal on xt3s for x amount of dollars a great deal well we had to pick some up uh, because we need those there are tools but before it was like you, it wasn't, you didn't think of the, the buy that much. You just kind of did it because everyone did it. And like, everyone shoots this camera or whatever. um if it's not obvious, we shoot Fujifilm, but, but my, my point is um, yeah, you have to budget and, and think about everything now, but thankfully we had a lot of that in place, you know? Um, so yeah. And, and we love shooting Fujifilm. I mean, if we haven't said that enough, I say it on Instagram all the time. I'm always plugging them.
0: Yeah. All right, so so guys, we're 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 catching you up really quickly because so far we've got five steps, which is always if you if you listen to me very frequently, yes. you know I'm always trying to get to the steps, the actual tangible take it homes, right? So there was yeah. there was five steps for Dave and okay, help me out here. So you you were step one, you just decided that you love doing this, and then you learned you educated yourself on it, right? Yeah, and then and, step.
1: Yep. And part of that was surrounding myself with people who who know way more about it. Um, you, you rarely should be the smartest person in the room. Rarely as it comes to photography, try to, I mean, even now, like when, when I shot with you, for example, I was, I was picking up stuff from you. Remember, remember the little light trick you had, you had to run in there and Jimmy rig some lights. I was like, what is this, what is this guy doing? What bungee cords, man, travel with bungee cords. And you just said, hey, put your camera to this uh, and said, so, go have fun, have at it. And I think they turned out pretty great.
0: <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, it turned out great. <laughs> you know, 80th of a second, two eight, set it up, let's go. Boom. There hey, y'all. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so th- that would be step two, then, right? Would be build a community of people yes. who are investing in you as an artist right, and right. who are opening doors for you to learn more. And then step three is make a plan right create create a plan in which you can compensate for what you're doing and the money that you need you build an actual budget i, I think step 3 could probably be easily said as 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 simple as be an adult
1: yeah <laughs> be an adult but, uh, but right what, a, exactly. what a... use whatever program you want to write it down
0: But yeah, just just do it. Like, just stop stop whining about how difficult or scary budgets are, and just figure it out. What kind of money do you need to make, right? Yeah, and then and then uh, you know, step four is make sure that you've got the gear in place. Yeah, or or that you have uh, you've got line of sight to that because there is something that's really really terrifying to me about photographers that jump in with both feet. And they have no salary. They have no backup plan. They've got mm-hmm. no assistance, but they mm-hmm. don't have enough equipment. You know, so a,
1: This is a great thing. I had a conversation with a photographer recently where where this person said, um, Dave, I've got one lens. And it was like the kit lens. And and I was like, oh, I would have guessed that because all your photos have that look yeah. of that lens. And I there wasn't a knock because their colors are great and, and they're, they're really improving, but... I, I said to that person, I said, at a minimum, you need like a 50. You need a 50 millimeter lens, right? Like a 50, you know, like an F2 or whatever, you know, a 50 millimeter would suit you wonderfully, right? And then you can go to like, maybe like an 85 or something or a 90, depending on what you're shooting, right? And they were like, whoa, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, well, yeah, that should be your next buy. Like not both, just one. And then, and then then, So you do need that. Like we don't we're not talking the specifics of gear we're talking like high level like have something in mind
0: yeah well I I think it's it's fair to say if you haven't and and Dave maybe knock on wood maybe you haven't had this experience yet but uh, if you haven't seen a lens drop out of the back of your car shatter and roll down the street yet yeah, it will happen and uh, and 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 I've seen it happen a, a couple of times um, yeah. and you have an opportunity in that situation to sit there and sulk or you have an opportunity to reach in your bag, put on another lens and get back to work. That's it. That's That's huge. uh, And and how you react in that moment says probably more about whether or not you are ready to be a full-time professional than any other thing. How you react when things go wrong. When you look down and you say, I only invested in cameras with one memory card slot and you have a memory card fail. And you say, oh crap. Well, you yeah. didn't workflow it right. You weren't there yet. yeah. yeah. So you yeah. didn't yeah. make that's that each. plan. And that's step four. You didn't make the plan. So you've yeah. got to make a plan. And then number five, yeah. for me at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm putting them yeah. out of order here, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of reorganize re, uh, them in my head. I think yeah. plan number five for you, for the two of you guys, was really create a style that was desirable, but was also differentiated. And I've sure. noticed that a ton in your work in the last year. You and I were chatting even even two years ago. You and I were having conversations back and forth where I was pushing you to say, "Hey, like, push push further, try harder. You yeah. create create a different a different posing process to where like don't have her don't have him dipper. I don't know, just don't. Uh, ugh, right, just right. it doesn't feel yes. real. And yes. and. And you've noticed, maybe you've noticed, I've totally shut up in the last year because, dude, you have differentiated yourself so well and every movement looks beautifully authentic.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Thank, you. So Thank you. And so you're there.
0: And then you dove in.
1: That means the world. That means the world. That means the world. Yeah, and and be careful. I would say to anyone else, like, be careful to every po- YouTube posing video, posing cues. Listen. Be careful with that. Because I'll say this, like... Um, you know, again, we talked about the, the Jersey wedding we shot together. I didn't see that. I didn't see that with you when I was in person, guys. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see it. You know, um, you can look on Miles' Instagram, have a look. There's, you know, Liz is on there. Beautiful, beautiful girl, beautiful setting, beautiful groom. Um, but there was never a moment where he said, uh, could, could you do that again? Could you go, ah, you know what? The, the wind, the, the hair, could you? There was never any of that. We just shot, guys. And there's a beauty to that. How you do that, that's a little bit of another conversation. But um, just doing that, you can get some pretty good stuff. You can get some pretty good. And I appreciate you noticing. I appreciate that. It means a lot.
0: Can we just talk briefly about the moment where the seagull flew in front of my camera and they're walking down the sand dune?
1: I mean, haters going to say it's fake or they're, it's, it's, it was real. I was there. I I spoke to the, it was cheat codes.
0: You guys, it was cheat codes. It's it's actually entirely possible in that moment that we had invested in a wind up seagull. It it was actually a paper airplane and and Dave is right outside of camera and he's throwing this thing through the lens. Um, But instead actually what happened was I just, Shot I, it was magic. Oh my gosh. That yeah, hasn't really happened was. to me since. And so I'm thinking that maybe it was yeah. you. I think maybe you were the
1: cheat
0: nah, the, the the code. But
1: but but for real though, think about also their reaction after. Think about to the to the day. You you got feedback. We we all got feedback and they were super thankful for that. They're, they're gonna remember that. What what did they say? I'm gonna told Miles, you you have my recommendation. But why though? Because it was partly because of that too, because you didn't pose the heck out of them. You didn't tire them into submission with poses. You, you just were, you, you were with them. You were an extension of them and you captured their, their authenticity. And they, they recognize that. And I know they appreciate that. Um, and then the guys you worked with all appreciate it too. And we take it back and we, we dabble in that too. And we impact like that too. I've been to venues where there's other weddings being shot and they are posing the heck out of this bride, this poor girl who looks stressed. You know, she already has enough things going on for the day. And now she's stressed because she's not, she can't arc her back far enough. And she, you know, she can't do these things. And I just look and I'm like, poor you. I feel horrible for you. You know, I mean, I'm sorry I didn't reach out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's, that's so well said. So, okay. So you've gone full time. You figured this out. Then you brought your wife along full time. You guys just (laughs) dug in and fixed this and created Created the dream, man, four kids, mom and dad are home crushing it and, 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 you know, living with intention and purpose. What comes next?
1: Yeah. What, what, what comes next is a year. We talked about this on the drive home while the kids were all sleeping. We had, we rehatched the conversation and our thing came back to, um, the experience that we give them. So there'll be weddings that I shoot alone this coming year that we shoot together and that Angela shoots alone. Um, and we just reminded each other through encouragement and practical things like it's how you're making that bride, that groom, that mother of the groom feel. Um, they don't, a lot of the people there, the, the wedding party, for example, they might have never even seen a photo that I've taken. But how I show up, e- even physically speaking, how I show up, we've talked about this. You, you're the one that kind of, you've made comments about this. Don't look like the serving staff and that's no disrespect towards serving staff. They they have an important job, but you also have an important job Um, and you walk in and you own that room in a few, you know, within a few seconds, minutes. um, It's about the experience for us. So is it new poses and looks? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're always wanting to try new things, like I said but it's about improving the experience. Um, We've worked on it like a process because we didn't have a clear one. Now we're, we're clarifying it on, hey, when they inquire on the website, what's next? What happens? What happens within the first day, or I don't know, few hours, right? So that's what's next for us is refining that. Because you said, oh, we've arrived. And I just chuckled at that. You you had the the nerve, to, to, to the audacity to mention our my name with Igor Demba. How dare you? Sorry, Igor. If you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, I apologize. That he oh, he's going to hear it. Just,
0: and he'll appreciate um, it, actually.
1: I, Igor is incredible. He's a great human, too. But um, that's what's next for us, is refining that, is figuring that out. Because if we have more weddings this coming year than we did this past year, well, then that's just more opportunity to serve. That's... That's more sisters of the bride who are going to get married and they're going to see firsthand what we do. That's more um, family members who are going to see how we serve. And and she's she's giving birth in two months and they they kind of are thinking about family photos, but they feel awkward in front of that. I don't know who to go with. Right. That's your opportunity to serve, to serve authentically and then to not only benefit your pocket after but to benefit their lives. It, it, it goes hand in hand. It's an investment. I like that one family said recently, Hey Dave, what's the, what's the investment cost? So we shoot for about an hour and a half. What's the investment? She used the word investment, man. She gets it. I didn't have to explain it to her. Um, and then we're shooting on Thursday or Wednesday this week or something. My, my point is like people get it. People want authenticity. They want it.
0: Yeah. They want to invest. They just need to understand what they're investing in. And I love that. Yes. Okay. So, you guys, David, David Kovacs, dude, hold fast gear ambassador. He's a good friend. He's a great dad. He's a rock star of a husband. Uh, I can firmly say he is one of the best second shooters I've ever worked with. Um, but, but also, there's there's something that he's a part of right now that that we talk about in almost every podcast, and and uh, and I love to get here because it's something that um, you guys that, that have heard more than one episode know that I'm incredibly passionate about right now um, Dave is one of the uh, the moderators one of the community coordinators or cultural coordinators over on the photographic collective rich uh, at the moment is a Facebook group however we are creating an entire curriculum of training and uh, and protocols and all kinds of, of workshop opportunities uh, for for collective members more on that to come but David, tell us a little bit about what you've seen from that group, what your role is in that group um, and where you where you see it heading.
1: Yeah, it, it's amazing how many people are. Um, they're very scared. They're very self-conscious of their work, very critical of their work. Um, and like we talked about, they, they don't have enough to do this full time, which I'd say a lot of people in there from what I've gauged, want to do this full time. Even if their their spouse is working, that that's still full time. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're still yeah. working full time. Right. Um, and what, what I've seen them and myself and so many people get from it is like, like a, a really encouraging atmosphere to say, Hey, you know, I struggle with this. What do you guys think of this? And then we'll share photos and people will give feedback. I'm telling you, it brings life into it. I've spoken with people from the community that, that, that are in there directly on, on phone calls or FaceTime. And they, they say all the time, man, that thing that miles has put together, that he started, that you guys are all, that we're all doing it's breathed new life into how I do things. I was so encouraged cause I went to a shoot on Tuesday and this came of it and it's cause someone commented on this post in the community. I'm like, that's real guys, that's real. That's not, you can't fake that. That's not a YouTube video from someone they don't even know. That's someone in a, in a, in a community that is growing that I'm like, man, if you're not part of that, like I would, and this is not, you know you didn't tell me to say this but if you're not part of it, like a photographic community jump on that because you don't have to be a Fuji Film shooter for it you don't have to be even full-time for it you just have to love photography but more than that um, i think you have to want community and love people that's that's above that um so if that's you join it because i'm a part of it and i'm benefiting from it and and so are so many other people but that's what i'm seeing i'm seeing like a life breathed into photographers of all levels and that's huge that's huge
0: yeah, and I, I think I'll, I'll add to that and say uh, I'm a part of it as well, and I think yeah. that probably goes without being said. But um, the reason I, I love to bring bring up that you're a part of this uh, with me, and and uh, you know, and Jason Vincent is as well. He's one of the group experts, yeah. and um, and Phil Porto is in there, and um, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the names that you guys have heard on this podcast um, are over there. And the reason why I love to bring this thing up is because. I didn't create this group so that I could sell or train or educate. I created this group so that I could serve. and yeah. uh, and I think the the most beautiful piece of of maybe business advice that I can leave everybody with, and then I want to hear one from you. so i'm I'm teeing you yeah. up here, okay? But I think the most beautiful piece of business advice that I could leave everyone with on this interview whether you are full-time or part-time, if you're trying to figure out what life looks like over the course of the next few years for you as a photographer, is that you will always have more to give the more that you give. Mm. And, and when you just show up, when you, when you show up every day and you just pour out what knowledge you picked up yesterday, you're going to soak up more. But the yeah. moment you start becoming selfish or uh, anxious or you start to feel like what is proprietary about you is the knowledge that you picked up yesterday, you close yourself off from picking up more today. So, okay, Dave, I just teed you Um, up. Finish us out. We're right at an hour. Give us the greatest business advice ever.
1: Oh man. I don't know if it's the greatest ever, but it's something that really hit me hard in the last three weeks. Three weeks ago, I shot a wedding. Um, it was the one I cried the most at, I will say that. I, I actually, cry, literally when when certain group individuals were walking down the aisle as I'm shooting, I, ha- I was holding it back. And I will say this, anything, I put this on Instagram, anything you can buy with money is cheap, is cheap. Anything that you can physically buy with money is cheap. Time, what you invest in others, your family, meaningful relationships, the experience you give at a wedding, those things that matter the most, but you know, the XT3 that I have coming in the mail on Thursday, thats I'm not saying it lightly or flippantly. Oh, it's cheap. It's, it's real money that I paid for it, but I'm saying in the grand scheme of life is cheap. It will not last. It will wither and waste away. But the investment I make in relationships and experience and family and serving, that's real. There's, there, it's hard to put a value on that. So I would say that. Think about things, make memories, man, not money like that will come that will come you were kind enough to share that book with me and i have the rules written here the the, val- the law of value the law of compensation all that it's real i'm telling you it's real um so anything you about money is cheap focus on the things that money can't buy and time can't take away um focus on that
0: Oof. that is good good stuff to leave you guys with today y'all it's been an hour, Dave. I, dude, we could do this for days. I feel like I, <laughs> I just love your story so much. I love your perspective so much. Uh, I'm, I'm so encouraged by, um, by you and and a number of photographers that are in that are in our community that, um, are kind of in the same professional season of life as you're in yes. right now. Y'all yes. are just hungry, man. And I'm, and. I, I get the sincere uh joy seriously of pouring into you guys and then I get yeah. to be a part of that hunger and uh, dude I, I I'm growing because you're a part of my world so thank you so much for that
1: thank you man that means the world thank you so much thank you for what you're doing um and can I say you are getting better with every podcast since i've I texted you this so you don't this is not you're every the the you just talked to me before we got on about something you had been on and you had commented on the individual who interviewed you and you did they, they did such an exceptional job um anyone who's listening uh, i would encourage give the feedback don't don't just say oh he's doing such a good job like send the text pour in the reviews like do that because it matters and um it, it helps it helps and just you're doing a great job. Appreciate Dude, it. Man. Thank
0: you. It, it does. It does help. It matters a lot. Actually, this is a, uh, this is a skill set. I never thought that I would try and refine. And it is, it's a weekly challenge for me, if I'm honest. But at the same time, um, I feel like I'm in grad school right now. I, I like, I'm just, I'm learning from people that yeah. are brilliant like yourself. And, uh, and I'm getting the opportunity to share this. And so, uh, guys, you all it's been, it's been over an hour, which is, I, I promised to everybody. Remember early on when I said these were going to yeah. be like 10 minutes long. I, uh, I promised to everybody I would keep these short and sweet. There's no way to keep a conversation with uh, with David short or sweet. Uh, he's too deep of a thinker. But, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of this. Again, my name is Miles with Boyer. This has been a, uh, a really special conversation with a good friend of mine, with David Kovacs from David & Ange Photo. Um, y'all, please, please do me a favor and click down in the show notes. Follow and subscribe and send messages to dave tell him he's doing a great job communicate with him connect with him directly find opportunities to build community and uh and then find me as well and let me let me encourage you in any way that i possibly can until next week uh dude dave i'm gonna let you sign us off man
1: thank you so much this this means everything this community Uh, this podcast. This is what it's all about. Guys, guys, this is what it's about right here. It's not about likes. It's not about algorithms. This is real life. So make sure you're living it. This is it.